Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Let's start with a positive difference story. All right. So family dog, is, I knew you'd like this. I'm, I'm, I'm in already. I'm just say, I just heard that. Really family dog, just say those yeah. two words. A family dog's being hailed as a hero after protecting two young girls who had gotten lost in the woods behind their Louisiana home. Here's what happened. It was on Monday evening this past week in the village of Folsom, which is near New Orleans, when seven-year-old Abigail and her four-year-old sister, Cecilia, were playing in their backyard with their golden retriever, Artemis, who decided to run into the woods, and the girls decided to follow and eventually got lost. Mom told reporter that it is the feeling no parent ever wants to go through. She said, total roller coaster of emotions. She was so thankful. The community rallied. Word got out. They had over 100 volunteers who came out to help search oh for these goodness. two girls. Wow. But just that lump oh, in your yeah. throat feeling for I mean, they pulled out the ATVs. They had a helicopter. The whole deal. In the end, it was Artemis who just kept barking to alert anybody close by where they were who's been credited in helping make sure that the girls were found safe. It was that night, about 9.30. They said he was even trying to bark at the helicopter to get their attention. Mm. He said it it was just clear. He wasn't going anywhere, and he was going to do what he could to keep them safe. Dad said it was like literally like in the movies. It was a surreal moment when the kids were reunited with their family. Mm. So, wow. As a token of their appreciation, mom and dad decided that Artemis had earned a special steak dinner that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. That is awesome. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? The uh, family says they're holding on to each other just a little bit tighter mm-hmm. this time of the year and definitely holding on tightly to their Artemis. Wow. That's cool. That is cool. That's scary. Oh, Artemis, and it's, I know. But and it's cool. I mean, thank goodness. That those golden out okay. retrievers. Hey. I'm telling you. They're loyal. Well, there there was a video I saw a long time ago of a German shepherd who was leading EMS crews to a fire, to a house. Like, he was barking in the street at them and would run off, then come back, bark at them. I mean, I'm telling you. It's pretty amazing. I think dogs know a lot more than we give them credit for. That's very true. That is our positive difference story of the day. I completely agree. I think dogs do know more than we give them credit for. And I think they're such amazing companions. My parents have a dog. And while I don't think she's the brightest dog, she is a very protective and loving dog. And I know she'd do whatever she could to protect my younger siblings. I'm glad those girls are okay and we're all reminded how wonderful God made dogs. Up next is our Chaplain Chat with Justin. To the week, a chaplain chat with Chaplain Justin. Good morning. Thanks Good for hanging morning. out with us, Justin. Yes, Once a pleasure. Again. Yeah. Well, you know, we've been just kind of um, talking about a topic around the breakfast table a little bit um, regarding the whole question, why God? You know, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, did this happen? And uh, yesterday I was sharing about a good friend of mine who he's battling cancer and he's in his last days. He has four mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. He's 41. And uh, just this question where I'm going, why God, why are you taking him now? Like he, he could live another 50 years 
and impact so many people because this guy is a difference maker. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of felt like Jesus kind of whispered to me and, or God whispered to me, you know, my son was here with the ministry for three years mm-hmm. and there was a tremendous impact. Um, but I wanted to know your take on that question because all of us have asked that question at one time or another. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing I'd say is just, I'm so uh, sorry. You know, this is um, mm. um, a tragic, yeah. sad um, reality. I, I'm actually reminded of shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Mm. I think that's the first thing I would say. Um, second thing is just the hope that, and the reality that death is an enemy. It's okay to be angry at it um, because God is and he will overcome it. Mm. and wipe every tear from every eye. And so mm. it's something to look forward to. And um, I hope that gives some context for this next uh, comment is because uh, God has all he needs to do what he wants, what he wills. Um, he doesn't, I'll just make it personal. He, he doesn't need me to fulfill his will. Mm. He does want me. And I'm glad to be a part of his people, to have a place in his plan. Um, and yet, however long he decides that to be for me, um, it is really up to him and it will be good. Mm. Um, lots of Christians in, in history have faced um, short lives and tragic, tragic, painful, even tortured ends. And... Um, God is going to redeem and restore all that uh, one day. So I, I don't know what all that will look like, um, but I, I, I do know that for all of us, the time is short. The time to love God and love our neighbor as ourself, help others do the same, is right now, today. Mm-hmm. And to take those moments um, seriously and invest them well. Mm. That's really, really good. I was As you were sharing, I was just thinking about and, and I understand why we say this as a people, because it's, it's part of wanting to share comfort. But when, when somebody passes away and you hear the, well, God needed them in heaven kind of mm-hmm. consolation, mm-hmm. right? And I always think to myself when I hear that, do, would I rather be needed or would I rather be wanted? Mm-hmm. There's something to wanting to be mm-hmm. wanted and mm-hmm. that, that God's heart, like you said, is, yeah, I don't. He doesn't need anything. He's, yeah. he's the God of the universe, but he loves us and wants us. Mm-hmm. And I think remembering that is so important, especially for those, the why parts that we can't make sense of. Mm-hmm. There aren't good answers to, mm-hmm. but the fact that he wants us and can use us for however long he wants to, mm-hmm. that I think is super important. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul has that heart where he says um, to go and be with the Lord is better. Mm-hmm. But to stay here is good for you. He, he can be um, put to good use while he's here. But the heart of the Christian is to go and be with the, the yeah. Lord in any given moment. Um, I remember, you know, I think it was I was 26 whenever my heart stopped and through various you know situations. And I'm in the ER and that was my prayer. God, I know to be with you is better. If you leave me here, do something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the heart. And that's, that's not really something I say lightly. Yeah. Mm. So Man. good. Good stuff. Thanks for having a little chaplain chat. Yeah, you're welcome. As a kid growing into a young adult, I wrestled with that very question. Why, God? Why? 
At some point, I don't know exactly when or how, but I came to the conclusion that the bad things that happened in my life happened for a reason. With the death of a loved one, that feels unreasonable. I've never had to deal with that kind of loss. My husband lost his mother to cancer when he was eight years old. Things like that make you wonder, why, God, why? Why did he have to lose her so young? And many, many more whys. Why do people deal with starvation, poverty, crime, loss, so on and so on? And obviously, we don't know all the whys. And maybe you're going through something right now where you're asking, why? The thing I always came back to was Job. Job asked why, when he did nothing to deserve literally everything being stripped from him. His children, his home, his livelihood, his health. And he didn't have great friends either. And God reminded Job who he is. God is in control. God has a plan. And God knows what you're going through. Like Justin said, Jesus wept. God does not delight in our pain. He holds us through it. Whatever you're going through right now is in God's plan. You may not see it now. Maybe you'll see it years down the road, how he held you through this. On a completely different note, earlier we talked about how amazing dogs are. Well, here's Isaac with another heartwarming dog story. So in terms of a good story to make your day, I really don't know that it gets much better than this. A family in Texas has had kind of a Christmas miracle being reunited with their dog that ran away seven years ago. The dog Jazzy was found abandoned in a hotel room in Orlando, Florida. Again, she ran away from Texas seven years ago after being scared by fireworks. She was five then, she's 12 now, and the family said they were searching for a long time and even after seven years, they never gave up hope. Jazzy's owner, Carrie, got on the plane, got to Florida to be reunited on Saturday, and the animal shelter service uh, members said that it was a tearful reunion and it was incredible to watch Jazzy come to life when she heard her owner's voice. That is so sweet! Definitely made my day, so kudos to Jazzy and her family for being reunited just a couple of days before Christmas now. I love that. Favorite story of the week. Who doesn't love dogs? They truly are man's best friend. And it just warmed my heart to hear they're reunited after all that time. It's actually kind of scary how pets can get separated from their owners. If you have pets, I hope you'll give them lots of hugs and kisses because they're the best. Here's some more from Isaac. What we search on the internet says a lot about us, and Google knows that. Believe me, they know that. They released a trend map showing all of the parts of the country and the number one things searched to those regions that make them unique. For example, did you know that Northwest Arkansas is one of only two places that had cookies as a top trending near me search, meaning we were the top trending people to search Cookies near me. The other area, funny enough, was in Tampa, Florida. So us and Tampa have our priorities right. We're all looking for cookies near us. And now I'm about to Google that because this story has made me want cookies so bad. I also feel an inkling to Google cookies near me. Kind of funny how that works, Isaac. Maybe there'll be a sudden spike again on the Google trends for cookies. Now, if you shop on Amazon, you might like this. So last week we talked about Amazon's program where you get to tell Alexa to thank your driver, a program that tipped the drivers at $5 extra at no cost to the customers. Get this, they were going to do this for the first million thanks 
and this ended and maxed out on the first day the program was available. That is wild. So that means over a million people, or right at a million people, thanked their drivers and got, let me do this math here, five million dollars in tips out to these drivers that is very cool and of course i mean if i'm running amazon i'm like okay let's do it again right i don't know that they're gonna be able to do that but maybe right i mean they're a big enough company thank your drivers even if it means catching them on their way running off your porch be sure and tell your delivery drivers your post workers uh the trash people everyone tell them thanks through this busy busy season I agree with Isaac. We should all show our mailmen and delivery persons a warm thanks this holiday season. There is so much being mailed and shipped across the country. It's crazy. And they're working hard and in the cold, too. A small thanks can make a big difference in someone's day. Now here's Anson and Kara from The Drive Home with ideas for the ideal Christmas gift for mom. Moms are so selfless. Yes. Half the time you ask them what they would like for Christmas and they say the thing that they're supposed to say and always say, <laughs> oh, don't get anything for me. Uh-huh. I just want all of my family to be healthy and happy. Yes. And honestly, moms are pretty great that's to the point true. that that's true. Yeah. But moms deserve something a little I more mean, than that as well, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, totally. So Laura Hanby came up with a list of 20 things that your mom really wants for Christmas. Oh, I like it. And I actually ran these by my wife, a mom of three. Oh, good idea. To see which ones stood out the most to her. The one that she picked out out of the entire list was this. I want all the socks in the whole world, <laughs> or at least in my house, to find and keep their forever mates. <laughs> yes! So I don't have stray socks in the laundry room, in the bedrooms, oh, man. all over the house. Some of these I think we could actually do for our moms. Yeah. I am really not sure how to make this one well, happen. Well, yeah, that's fair. It's pretty difficult. <laughs> if I could give that gift to my mom, I would, but I'd also want it for myself. I don't know how many socks I've managed to lose. It's crazy. Now, here's something from Kara that kind of blew my mind. Like you mentioned a few minutes ago, Anson, it feels like literally everybody I know has been getting sick lately. Yeah. And it has been a tough month for illness, lots of things going around. Mm -hmm. And I realized about a month ago when I got like a cold, when you haven't been sick in a while, you forget just how lousy it can make you feel like both physically and mentally. Right. It is tough. And I was reading something this week from Scott Erickson, and he pointed out something I never really thought about in his Advent devotional. There's a good chance that Mary, you know, like so many mothers before her, mm -hmm. experienced morning sickness. Mm. And if you've ever had that or known someone who has that, you know, that is also no fun. Yeah. And I was just thinking about this. I was like, I wonder how long after the announcement, like from the angel of, hey, this is going to happen. It's going to be amazing. I wonder how, how quickly the turn was to like uh, morning sickness. Yeah, it's like reality <laughs> hits. Exactly. And Scott Erickson points this out. Like there was a moment when the presence of God was felt as the unease of morning sickness. Mm. I'm like, whoa, I have never thought about how intense that probably was. And in our own uneasy life situations, financially and emotionally, relationally, yes, physically, the unease doesn't necessarily mean that we're doing something wrong. Mm. And I think that's important to remember. In fact, Scott says maybe, just as with pregnancy, it's actually a sign that you're on the right track. There's new life growing, and growth is kind of uncomfortable. He said, what if the divine presence we've been looking for is to be found 
in our present unease? What unexpected place might God want to meet us during this uneasy time? What Kara shared from Scott Erickson really resonated with me. Growth isn't pleasant. We all know it. Even if we're not growing a literal human inside of us, we've all experienced growth. Like our teeth falling out, spiritual growth is uncomfortable. And that's okay. Such a reassuring idea, especially as I've been recovering from a cold, to know that we don't have to have everything all together. We're growing. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.